All right, we ready, gents? Yep. You ready? (laughs) Sorry. Just getting my podcast voice going. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your regular opportunity to look up the skirt of science to see its filthy underwear. I'm I'm Andrew Stapleton, joining me today is Christopher Gibson. That's me, with dirty underwear as we speak. Mingin and Cameron Shearer. Regular underwear, and thank you for bringing it up. (laughs) Do you think the science would have dirty underwear? I think it would have some stains that wouldn't come out in the wash. Mm. Is that because of general lack of hygiene, or do you think that's just because sometimes you got to make a mess to make scones? What's the right <laughs> analogy there? I think that it would have stains because it's they're well used. They're like comfy pair of underwear. Like everyone's worn them, and they've just got that brown leg crease stain in them. You know exactly <laughs> the one I mean as well. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a day in the life of a scientist Mm. so i guess the first question is what do you think people think we do if you were got to a random person in the street what and they were like oh you're a scientist what would they instantly think we do they definitely see you in a lab coat. Absolutely, first thing I think they would see you in a lab coat. Yeah. And I think it's more wet chemistry is what they imagine. Yeah. Flasks, volumetric flasks, beakers, you know, pouring chemicals from one vessel into another, distillations, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. I think that's the general thing. And when was the last time we did anything like that? The uh, years, years, <laughs> first year. <laughs> <laughs> old man noise. Old man noise. Old man noise. I'm an old man. Yeah, no, I actually did it today. I did that today, actually, Chris. So maybe I'm a real scientist. You used a volumetric flask today. Yeah, I did. Oh, well done. I haven't used one since Flinders. I haven't used one in my current job. So how do you accurately measure large volumes of liquid? Don't. It's all dry evaporation science. I guess. I just guess. I've you just—I've got an old carton of milk um, <laughs> in my uh, in my office, and it's a liter. A liter, so, not a, not a gallon. <laughs> no, no. no I, I I know metric. I know metric. It's um, three fifty dynes per centimeter cubed of uh, volume. You don't you know what a dyne is? Do What's you? a dyne? It's an old dyne about. Are you thinking about food again? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what I use to uh, estimate volumes. There you go. Ha uh-huh. ha. <laughs> ha, ha. Yeah, like it's a thing. That's my joke. Uh, no, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that's what people see when they hear scientists. I'm not saying that's what a scientist is, but I think that's what people see yeah. when they there's when definitely. They I think people think that we go into a lab, there's definitely lab-based things, that we mix coloured chemicals together. And you know those those images that you always see in science popular magazines or whatever where the scientist is looking up at some something mm-hmm. like looking up into a vial at a window at like a weird something or other 
I through think, a transparent electrode. Through a transparent electrode. Oh, I actually never made it into a popular science magazine <laughs> with an actual electrode. But do you but, have a photo like that ready to go, just in case? No, but we have one looking through the transparent electrode at the scenery, but no one's gazing at it. The yeah. scenery. The scenery. No, you, yeah. need, you need a person in there yeah, know, looking intently at it. You'd have been good at that then. How often do you think people think big science... Um, kind of achievements happen would they expect us to go into the lab every day and be like eureka and then walk out in our underwear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what <laughs> underwear again yeah. yeah when did your clothes come off when i uh, made that scientific discovery <laughs> well it's not very safe <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to do science in the buff mm. actually i'm really hairy i'll be really flammable That'd be no good. And not, don't forget contamination. Every surface would be contaminated with hair. With hair. Yeah, yeah that's that'd not be good. disgusting. That's not good. Can't Have you got that. quite a smooth body, Cameron? It's very smooth. Like a gym floor. Um, <laughs> do you know what a gym floor looks like? <laughs> no, I've never been in there, but I hear it's very smooth. <laughs> <laughs> what else is smooth? Like a, a Caesar stone bench top. Ugh, you've been looking at kitchens recently, haven't you? I was explaining my kitchen <laughs> today. <laughs> I don't know what Caesar stone is, no, so I just either. said it's Caesar stone, and then I was hoping that would be enough. Yeah, because I'm sure it's some kind of mineral or something, but or some sort of finish on really it, know. like a smooth, almost reflective finish on the surface. It's polished. Yeah, polished. So that's 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 your body. Yeah, is your body shiny? Uh, when I get a sweat up. Ugh, <laughs> oh, gross! I do not want to know about a situation <laughs> where you're naked and you get a sweat up. I think we're meandering to territory I'm not really comfortable with. Shut up, you love it. <laughs> but how many times... I think that one of the things people don't imagine when they think of scientists is how much time we spend repeating experiments. Yeah. 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 It's like... Not, I mean, so what, what, if, you do, if you try something, Andy, yeah. and it doesn't work, yeah. what do you do? Try it again and a little <laughs> bit different. <laughs> Or just do you, and just try it exactly the same again? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. So at the moment we've got a situation where we've done these set of results, and it's, this is actually a repeat of an experiment that was run six months ago, and it's a bit different. So now we're doing exactly the same experiment again, just later on in time. That's it. Yeah, that's the only difference. But for some so reason, so the Earth is a little bit further away from the sun. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also my hair's slightly longer. Um, that's it. Mm, yeah, that's mm, the only differences. Mm, mm. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. If something doesn't go right, you just got to do it again. Mm. Not everyone though, because that's the, the, on the other that. side. Mm. If something goes right, people are less inclined to repeat it, right? Yep, because yeah. that's the way it's going to be every single time. Yeah. yeah. How many times do you need to repeat something to be certain of it? Well, I think that statistics basically gives us a number of things to tell us if a value is significant or not, uh, or if our group of values actually correlate with each other. Yeah. So if you get five different, if you do the same experiment five times um, and uh, it changes quite a lot, then you've obviously got some kind of systematic error in mm. there that probably from, you know, scratching your face or something during the process. That's me. Uh, yeah. Dropping hair in it or just Ooh, getting some cotton. 
Yeah. Do you want to know something that I someone told me and I don't know whether it's true, but it's an interesting story. Just say it as if it's a fact. All right. Did you know that old professors, right, big old beards, they used to run normal chemistry labs, like university teaching labs, right? And you know that experiment where you kind of um, create a saturated solution, let it drop out of solution, you know, naturally either you cool it down or you put a salt in and it crystallizes, precipitates out, right? I do know, yes, Chris. Yeah, Chris? Not entirely familiar. Oh, hang on, you're it's a physics dude, isn't you? Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. it's been a while. Anyway. I can imagine it, though. So imagine a situation where this student is at their bench and their thing's not crystallizing like it should, and they call over the professor. They say, oh, professor, come <laughs> Help! Is that how oh, you ask for help? Yeah, that is, yeah. Isn't it like more like, uh, excuse me, Professor, but <laughs> something's wrong with the experiment? You're both doing your yeah. own stereotypes of scientists. Excuse me! Like that. So you, but you I don't know what it. that stereotype is. That's an old scientist, isn't it? Yeah. No, but that's, that's the student, that's isn't the student. it? Why would the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that around the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's, like, he's, yeah, he's right. calling for help. Professor comes over puts his head over the beaker, scratches his beard, right? Dandruff falls out of his beard into the supersaturated solution. Then it has a little thing to crystallize on. Boom. And the student thinks, this guy is so good, he only has to look at this to make it work. Mm. I feel like two things... Number one is I believe that that could be true. Yep. And number two is I'm going to scratch my head a lot more often around reactions. <laughs> it's like people in the lab are like, why has camera got head lice? Dandruff is the crucial component to the kind of reactions. I like it. I in like methods it. and materials section of the paper, dandruff used as accelerant. Flakes of human scalp ad liberally. Yeah. Well, I have another story I can tell as fact, right. but I don't know all of the facts for. Perfect. So during the uh, 60s through the 90s, there was a, a two countries who were very good at science and they were not so friendly with each other, but they were more com- competitors from the 60s to the 90s, Right, two countries. And one of these countries was very good at, uh, I can't remember exactly the, what the reaction is, they were very good at sticking like a sapphire surface to an aluminium surface. And this, the other country, in this case, it's the Americans. They couldn't. Boo. They couldn't work out. The evil? Boo. They couldn't work out how to do it. Yeah. They couldn't work out. They were following like the the published procedures on how to do it, but they just couldn't get it to work. And so after the the Berlin Wall fell down, Chris, don't say anything. <laughs> after that fell down, they got to speak with one another, and they and uh, the American guy went up to the Russian guy. Yeah, it was Russia. He started saying <laughs> these two countries, and I thought, oh, he's, he doesn't even want to mention them. Now you've mentioned them. Russian guy, and I said, hey, we, we, we tried for years to try and uh, replicate what you did here to put the aluminium onto the uh, sapphire. Is that what I said before? Not sure. sure. Uh, sapphire and the aluminium. Yeah. And then the Russian guy goes, oh, that's right. I didn't put something in there. What you got to do is you got to touch it with your finger first. But you can't just touch it with your finger. You have to rub your finger behind your ears. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
Well, actually, I have used my own nose grease in an experiment. <laughs> there was this thing that I wanted to stick to a substrate just with sticky tape for like further processing, mm -hmm. but I didn't want the sticky tape to be too sticky. So I rubbed my finger on my nose and rubbed it on top of the sticky tape, and then it came off like a post-it note. Huh. Actually, why didn't I use a post-it note? <laughs> <laughs> was that in the methods and materials? Yeah, is that in a paper? That... No, no. The substrate was secured to a flat surface, I think. is the... <laughs> Oh, please. With nose grease. <laughs> I want you to write, write an addendum and send it in to the journal and see if they'll publish that oh, addendum. Oh, God. Addendum? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Fantastic. Very good. Now, the real question is, that's what people think we do in the lab with all the side chat. But what do you actually do? All right, let's come. So first thing in the morning, you're a scientist. What do you do when you arrive at work? Not interested in the bed activities, Chris. Uh, Touch yourself, have a wank or something. <laughs> oh, so you well, first camera. Well, I mean, I turn my computer on. Uh -huh. I put mine out of standby i got you told off once what for turning your computer off no i got told off for leaving it on standby for like two weeks by who the it guy when he came i said there's something wrong with my computer he said well it looks like it's been on for two weeks i said yes that's right well that's because they love an update oh uh, yeah so what's wrong with leaving it on standby what's that don't know. you don't IT. get updates updates are rubbish oh chris chris don't know computers Chris hasn't got Chris knows computer. <laughs> Did you? Chris knows computer. Chris knows computer. Chris knows thinking thing machine. I know it. All right. So we've all got in. Chris is confused by his computer. <laughs> we, we've turned ours on. Chris what? has knocked on the door of IT. <laughs> He's just gone, yeah. Can you turn my, can you turn my uh, thing on again? Yeah. It's, it's, the screen's all black. Yeah, my light box needs to be on. <laughs> Button machine not work. <laughs> and... Can you print out my emails again? <laughs> We've turned on our computers. Chris has knocked on the door of IT. Eventually, he's got his computer on. Yes, yes, yes. But I must admit, my day starts very not on work. It always takes me a few, maybe even a half hour to get all the personal emails and other emails and just things out the way. And then I think my mind flips over to, oh, what am I going to do today? So a full 30 minutes of oh, yeah, just emailing around. other people, YouTube. Yeah, just chasing yeah, yeah, life through yeah, the internet. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm straight into work. That's me. I just, you really? know, that's the way I am. You know, no, just it's work, not. work, work, work. No, it's not. No, like you turn on the computer, you've got to like... I do check emails for the first thing I do will be checking emails. Then I'll check my junk mail because I've had a lot of important emails go to my junk mail recently. What's the point of a junk mail folder that you have to check? I've been getting emails from the IT, the IT crowd at Flinders have been going through to my junk folder. So it's... Oh, Probably because you're getting so many that it's like, this must be And now I've got a fucking a folder called Clutter. What is oh, that? I, I don't like that. What is it? It's just another junk folder, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, it's kind of... It sees things where you get like a regular email. Mm -hmm. So what what goes like my Dan Murphy emails go there. So I get an email from Dan Murphy like twice a week on like clockwork, and those ones go straight to Clutter. Are you an alcoholic? Is doing it ever? I'm a member of the. Are we sponsored by Dan Murphy's at all? 
Yeah, of you, course. Well, yeah. who? The podcast. Yeah. 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 Look, we can get sponsors whoever we want. Who, who do you want? We can just approach them. All right. So I, don't, I, won't, I won't name drop. I'm a... But I do... Um, I found that I would sometimes take like half an hour or even more to work out my emails. So I actually started reading my emails while I have breakfast. Oh, no. I know. Is that all right? Do you like... I mean... It's and, but I if I see something is definitely work yeah i won't read it the, okay. at that that time because it's normally good to read them and then do something about it straight away but that way i'm deleting all the real time wasting crap yeah that's and if, good. if your friend's sending you a, a youtube video you can watch it while you have breakfast yeah mm. that's good chris but, uh i probably check my email a lot on my phone and, and if it's work and it's something important i'll I'll stop what I'm doing at home and try and do it. But that is rare. But I do like to know in advance of any bullshit that's coming. So that's why I like to check emails at home. So if I know something serious is coming up, at least I know it straight away. Yeah. Rather than the next morning I check it and it's like, oh, fuck, shit. Look what I've got to do now. If I know in advance, I can be a bit more mentally prepared. But it does invade on your private time, without a doubt. But we're talking about what we do during the day. So we're in. We're in work. We're in. We've computers done, on. We've, we've checked emails. It's not like... We've all sat down. We didn't just... I mean, it's a very small percentage of the time. I'll walk straight in the lab and start Yeah, experience. well, that's what I was going to say. But that's, yeah. that's probably the, what, what, we, what you should do, but it's just it's not something that, that happens. No. Were we trying to concentrate on today? No, or just, you, just you're trying gen- to say just, what's a regular well, Today day? I didn't do any yeah. experiments, actually. I, I guess there's no regular day as such. Yeah. Some days you're doing experiments, some days you're doing... But it is kind of split up between lab at some point for a for a certain amount of time. The rest of the time is chasing random people about things like, oh, I need to do, I need to cut, for example, today, just getting these small polycarbonate sheets cut took me a couple of hours of finding the right person, convincing them that they should listen to me. And then filling out the, the appropriate forms to get things cut. That was it. Mm. And then... It's amazing how hard really simple things can yeah. be. Absolutely. When students start, the first thing I tell them is you'll be amazed at the amount of time you spend solving problems that you never thought would be problems. Yeah, that's, that's fair. a good point. Yeah. But, all right, can I, can I pose another question then? Uh, on the days where you've got lectures to do, or if if you're, if you're teaching, doing, if you're teaching, if you're doing a week where you've got some teaching going on, what happens to those days when you've got when you're giving a lecture? Like, do you manage to get any experiments done, or do you focus mainly that whole day revolves around the lecture as such? Yes. Yeah. The second one. Um, well, I try and plan my whole week in advance. So, say if I have a lecture at one, I would maybe give myself just like only the hour or so beforehand for that on that day for preparation because or else it's this kind of thing like if you have all this time and you're never really going to be your lecture's never going to be perfect so you mm. could spend 5 hours to make it go from 96% perfect to 97% perfect or you could spend 1 hour and it stays at 96% perfect yeah students forget that you can see them when you're lecturing to them. Yes. Yeah, they're on their phone. One girl was knitting, which I didn't mind because you can listen and knit. 
And the amount of dead eyes mm. you see if you just take the lecturing role, like, here's some information, I'm just going to give it to you, is phenomenal. And I'm like, I can see you're, you're not watching a film or listening to the radio. Like, I can see how bored you are with mm. my words. So, so I had an interesting experience recently where um, I went to the, the, lecture, the lecture room and we couldn't get the screen going. And so I had, that, I had 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of, of, of dead air, basically. Right? So, and it's the thing I think that when you start lecturing, you really fear. It's like, fuck, if things aren't working, you know, what am I going to do? But it's been, a, it's been a while now and I was surprised at how comfortable I was. And with how, silence. With, with, with like the situation as it was, I just sort of was off the cuff. Bit of crowd told a work. couple of jokes. <laughs> you know. Just blew in here. My arms are tired. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not very often that people have a job where they have to get up in, bun- in front of a bunch of people and talk at them for 40 minutes to an hour. No, it's us and stand-up comedians. Yeah, so it's like a set. So you have a good set and a bad set, you know. Yeah. But you're just not as funny. Andy, do you call your lectures sets? Because I'm beginning to feel like they kind of are. (laughs) Sets. For you, it's it's a stand-up comedy routine. You're trying all your material out in the students. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll tell you what, a lot of it bombs. (laughs) Well, that's that's how you learn. That's how you learn, yeah. You've got to put it on stage. If it's not on stage, I want to know. An academic position is made up of research, teaching, and admin. And I think that's probably true even for post higher up, like senior postdocs. It, you start to take on more teaching, you you certainly do more research, and then the admin side, it's less of a service to the university, but it is admin in terms of sorting out the lab and doing things. Hmm. Now, what portion of your day is hardcore get facts research do you think if it should be 40 percent let's say of a week uh, average day a week how is much a way to look at yeah it. how much of it is then percentage wise actual research for me if i was to look at all the sessions i perhaps book and experiments i would do and things like that it would be a, about 50 percent okay think. about 50 percent i'd say of the of the data I collect, probably less than 10% ends up getting used in Easy. something. Yeah. Well, I think that this, you know, the, the publish or perish thing comes into where we, like, say if we have a big goal yeah, and we want to get there, but we still publish or perish. We've got to publish along the way. Mm. So sometimes you've got to take these little side avenues. If it's like, if we do that, that's a publication. Yeah. And it's really something that everybody would say, yes, do it. Yeah. Uh, and and some people really base all of their research around finding some little thing and then pottering around within that thing, you know, changing one chemical in their and then then they get a publication because that's that's all they've done. Yeah. Whereas really our goal should be to advance knowledge. You make it sound so noble. Mm. Well, I'm writing a grant at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think it's true because in, in some sense, you know, if you spent longer on some projects, you might get a better paper and it might go in a better journal. But because the, the push to publish is so strong, I think sometimes experiments or, or whole programs of research end a little early or or get abbreviated because it's like, we have to get something out now. We have to get something yeah. out Or now. it's like you would come up and say, if we just did this series of experiments, we'd know all about, you know, this. And I said, yeah, uh, no. 
that'll take too long. That'll take too long. Yeah. So time time pressures on on research are, are very tight. I think. Yeah. How did people do science before Google? It was really difficult. You wouldn't remember. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, we don't have to. We don't, it's not a hypothetical yeah, question. Sorry, no. hang on. Just sorry, talk, let me re- turn to him. Let's like rephrase yeah. this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Chris, how yeah. did you do science before Google? It's like Google? having a pharaoh in your midst. What was ancient <laughs> Egypt like, Chris? It was brutal. It was brutal. A lot of people but we made I don't those think pharaohs is quite right. <laughs> Wouldn't you be more like... No, I wouldn't be a fucking slave pulling a fucking stone. I would... Oh. Yeah, that's what I was going. <laughs> that's good, honest work, and I'll be proud to be a slave. Anyway, anyway, let's meander away from that. Um, yeah, what was it like before Google? Well, we had Netscape, didn't we? And we used Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> no different, really, then. And it was completely shit. No, yeah. look, did, you, did you ask Jeeves? No, I don't ever remember no. using Ask Jeeves. I use Ask Jeeves. I remember using Ask Jeeves. Well, before Jeeves, the internet, yeah. what would happen is your your supervisor, your, sorry, your lecturers would give you a lecture. You would write furiously because they weren't recorded. And then they would tell you to read textbooks and things like that. And you would actually go to the library and you'd open up textbooks. You'd read them. And that's how you'd write your essays and things like that. I don't I mean, believe it. It's, it's what you did before the internet. It's what you did. It's absolutely what but you But I think, did. generally speaking, you... All the really relevant information was available in textbooks because was, yeah. the rate of publication was so slow yeah. mm. that you weren't really falling behind if your textbook was five years old. Whereas yeah. now you open up a textbook, and at least in my field, it wouldn't have phosphorine or molybdenum disulfide no. in it. Sure. Yeah. That's true for most areas now, I think. So it's and there was a whole set of skills that you had to have to use the library, like the citation indexes and all that. And I can't remember any of that now. But it's irrelevant now. It's irrelevant yeah. on the internet. Really so those is. brain cells lost in some kind of sword they've, battle? They've been they've been coerced. <laughs> they've been sort of ordered into line and now they're doing other things. Now gentlemen, there's an inver- there's a very important point about working in a university, and it's this that there's a plethora of toilets to choose from, <laughs> right? Or every single floor, in, except, except ground, I think. Yeah, so at my current position, at my in my current position, I have probably about five or six toilets that I've identified as good <laughs> shitting toilets. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it's, that means yeah. there's some you've identified as not good exactly. shitting toilets? Yeah. What, yeah. what stopped them from being on the list? Busy. And they're busy because they're near a main lecture hall, for example, or they're near sort of high student traffic areas. Mm-hmm. The good ones are in research-heavy areas where there's no offices nearby. Mm. They exist, but they're very rare. So these five sort of shitting toilets are spread across about three or four buildings. And they're normally... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go to a I, different building. Yeah. You've got a big reach. <laughs> yeah. When I start a new job, I will go to different buildings looking for the toilets. And then I will slowly sort of try each one until I find one that's warm that I'm not interrupted, that I can have the whole thing to myself. Seat warm or room warm? We all know the answer. <laughs> if I have to absorb someone else's soul through the heat, the, like the, their heat through the, the seat, I'm going to be absolutely annoyed. Mm. 
of even... I want a perfect shitting toilet is one that I can guarantee to have to myself for the whole duration of my poo, which oh, may be, which is between yeah. five and twenty minutes. Yeah. All right. So say you're you're completely finished. I'm done. You're about to walk out the stall. Yeah. Someone walks in. I will stay in that stall until they leave. <laughs> <laughs> I will be stood Wait. up. <laughs> with my pants up, bum completely white, and I will not flush the toilet until they've gone. I will stand in a small box with my own shit <laughs> until they leave because I do not want to see their face. What <laughs> so what if you hear them go in a stall and close the door? I'm out. All right, but you're not you're not hanging around to look at your face in the mirror. No, no, quick hand washing out. And but I will provide them with the service of running <laughs> the hand dryer so that if they have to get rid of some gas with their poo i think you need to see someone no, no I, I will do that so, on, so chris on... you've heard of his a few of his things so far are you are you standing uh, so you're you're finished you hear someone comes in are you just barging through saying good day mate so, so, or, so for me, it, the, the, lo- the, lo- the location of the toilet is crucial because I have no problem shitting in front of strangers or anything like that. You know, no problem at all. Do you close but I the do door? not want to go to a toilet where people I know regularly are going in and shitting. I, I yeah. don't want to run into. I don't want to know who you are. But so that wasn't certain- my question. Ooh, well, he's well, getting testy. I got to listen to him, Chris. <laughs> look, I mean, if it's in if it's in a toilet that I'm comfortable, I'm not going to run into anyone. No, I will just walk out. All right, I'll walk but if out. it's the toilet near my office, which you probably would never go into, I did a shit in there the other day actually because uh... I couldn't find a toilet I was comfortable with because I thought there was someone I knew in every single one down my end. So I'm like, I'm going to risk it up at Cameron's. And I walked in. It's like a fucking palace. It's empty. It's yeah. like massive. I remember there's that flowers one. in the... Like, <laughs> flowers, you know, yeah. there's, there's one with Cameron written on the top of it. <laughs> I went to um, University College London's campus in Adelaide CBD. You know, the one up in... Oh, yeah. The, no? the one at... Um, they've got a small campus now in the Torrens building on, at Victoria Square. So we went there for a bit of a talk and a bit of, you know, the blah, blah, blah session. Professional. And then I was like, oh, I need a shit. So I went in and I sat down, did my business, all good. Left the stall opposite, the crack in the between the door frame and the door was wide enough for me to make eye contact (laughs) (laughs) with the person pooing on the opposite Uh. side of the room. And just this, this, this did shame just get transmitted to each other? God, just I don't like, like. It was so awkward. Like that's intimate. You you've looked into the eyes of someone. Wait, so, yeah. So did you not know they were in the bathroom? No. Well, no, I did. That's like, going I heard, against your rules. I heard noises, but this was a bit of an emergency one. <laughs> so like you know, and there's... you can't spend half an hour when you're at a special location. Exactly. Did you I wipe can't... the seat, or did you put toilet paper down around it with shaky hands? Do you know what? I don't give a shit about that. Like no? I'm not germaphobe, but I am noisophobe. So we all were together in the same school, mm. and I want to know what's the furthest you walked from your office. So you didn't have to be somewhere already. To find mm. a toilet, a suitable toilet, how far did you go? Because the ones in the yeah. maths school are very good from when I did lectures there. 
Don't pretend you didn't search that seek them out. Well, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, fair enough. Um, I would have gone across to the not. So, are we purposely talking to, to without good reason only to poo to go yep, to a different? That's oh, your okay. only goal. Engineering oh. building, I think. No way, I'd never go that far. It, it's it's you one. probably can't make it. Your bowels probably really well. Yeah, I mean, turbulent. It, <laughs> if I've had a coffee beforehand, then there is some urgency, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, for me, it's more. I'll go a floor down. I'll go a floor up, and I'll go a, across a floor to yours. But those three are probably as far as I'll go. As far as I'll go, I think. Yeah. I, I won't go to another building. I'm not. I'm not that um, that phobic about it, or that sort of anally retarded. Anal. I'd hate to people to think that we spend our whole time googling stuff and shitting. <laughs> but it, but it seems like that's day. what we do. Yeah, yeah, it is true. Yeah, but it's important. I think everyone can relate to that. You know. Yeah. Anyone it, who works it humanizes science. Everybody. Yeah. Should. I know people who who have offices very near mine who use it regularly. For, for for whatever they're doing, piss and shit, I think it's it's they're using it too regularly. And for me, I'm just like, that's not Those for us are the to two. use. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. vomiting. So what else do we know about? What about the afternoon? What about post three o'clock? What's it like at work for you guys? Then you know, depends on the day. Post three o'clock, middle of the week, coffee. If I've got some things to finish, I'll finish them. But if not, I will probably waste time. Fridays, people are winding down for the weekend, three o'clock. Almost certainly nothing's being done. Nothing productive. It may be the odd little graphy thing, but nothing. Well, I, I normally do try and plan in advance. Oh, you're so good. You should be a scientist. Um, so in the situations where... So I would rarely plan to, say, spend 10 hours at yeah. uni. So normally you can get what I feel needs to get done in, say, 9 to 5 or equivalent, whatever I choose to work that day. Um, but sometimes I like I also don't really set myself a goal to work 40 hours. I kind of give myself, this week I want to achieve this. Yeah. If I do it, then that's good. And if, I, if it takes me 45 hours, then that's okay. If it takes me... 30 then sometimes that's okay as well mm. as long as i trust myself that i gave myself the right one week's worth of work to do yeah, yeah. but like at three o'clock sometimes my brain is just fried mm. it's like yeah. i'm wasting time here so instead of sitting in my office you know doing other things i'll just leave mm. because yeah. i want my office for work all right gentlemen well that is a mm. nice way mm. to talk about our days yeah yeah, I think we've covered beginning to end. Beginning to end and the middle shitty bit. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's really yeah. good. Covered a lot of good stuff. So. Cameron, you had something you wanted to say. You were like... <gasps> oh, well, I mean, I just wanted to... Uh, how many people do you say hello to in Ooh. a day? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, everyone I walk past, I'll usually say hello to. Um, I will sometimes grin at people. Does that count as a, an acknowledgement? Can I have an example of that grin? Uh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, <laughs> and with a nod of the head, with a nod of the head. So I've Chris has pursed his lips together, nodded his head, closed eyes, with his eyes closed. 
as a I girl. don't think I would get that as a hello. That's I reckon you need to more like... Uh, like the quick eyebrow jerk. Eyebrow like, eyebrow lift, chin up. I will give yeah. a lot of good days. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Oh, you're so Australian. Yeah. I, that's why they employ you is to make the international students feel like they're in Australia. Good day, mate. I'm like a walking safari. Good day. You are, yeah. You're, you're like Steve Irwin's brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I probably, How are you going? Do you, do you know everyone? Yeah. Well, I just talk to people. Cameron, how many people? So I went through a change. I used I, uh, I take a while to warm up to people or more like... I prefer to be introduced to someone. I wouldn't go out of my way to introduce myself to people. Snob. I don't think that's what it is. But uh, I have a conscious conscious decision that I now say hello to everybody. Nice. If I know their name, I'll say hello in their name. Yeah. That's okay. nice. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But, I uh, don't blank people. I have to say I do not blank people. I will acknowledge the presence of other human beings. Yeah. Andy? And yourself. But there's a few people around who I don't really know their human. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those That's ones, the is, those ones, it's a bit weird. It's like I've seen you a lot of times, but mm. I'm not sure what your name yeah. is. I'm I'm Chris. <laughs> My name's Chris. Just so you know, next time you see me in the yeah, corridor, I wave a lot, but you've got yeah. your eyes closed yeah. and you're nodding whenever yeah. I walk past no, like, you. <laughs> your eyes look through me like like there's space on the other side. Like. I mean. Th- the, is there someone there? You wouldn't know the way Cameron looks at me. It's just, no, it's horrible. The, the brutal reality of like the modern lab is that there's a high turnover. Students of master's PhD, like undergrad students that come in for a week and then just disappear. Postdocs that are there for a year or even six months contract. And so there's a lot of fresh faces, but I'm similar situation to you, Cameron. I'll always say, Hey, how are you going? Or like, hey, who are you working with? Or whatever, if I see someone regularly enough. Mm-hmm. But for the first couple of times, because the university is full of just students that I'll walk by anyway, yeah. I will just do the, if they look at me, I'll look back and nod kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then if I see them another couple more times, then I'll be like, oh, I, like I've noticed that you've been around for a while. Are you here for any reason? They I think the dynamic it. can change if in the intervening time you end up at a pub with them having a beer, which can yeah. happen. Then suddenly you become this sort of, oh, hi, how's it going? Yep, that's good. See you yeah. later. It, one thing that amazed me was the professor-level academics who would avoid eye contact for an entire corridor. Like, And the corridors at Flinders University are like you know, 10 metres, 15, like long corridors. Yeah. And you'd see them and they'd stare at the floor the whole time. Mm. And then like they disappear into an office or a lab <laughs> and you're like hang on i know you like yeah. just give me a wave or like you know make eye contact or something do you think that you know a, a, a good decent contact at the beginning of the day a good hello and then after that do you have to keep saying hello every time you walk past or after that is it then back to sort of grimace nod mm, you know, yeah you know. a good hello once a day if i've just had like a, a 45 minute tea with daryl and then i see him again in the corridor i'm not gonna say hello daryl you just go d man i just go yeah heavy d you just What's chest happening? bump him and yeah. move on yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. oh that was scratchy yeah. <laughs> yeah. have yeah. you shaved big boy yeah, that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah i did one i did one the other day with uh, one of the higher professors a chest yeah. bump uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. That was a big jump Ooh. for me too. <laughs> well, they just got a very important paper published, <laughs> and I, I, 
I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big second hello. Yeah. But I did a second hello and I said hello again. Nice. And I Hang thought, on, did no, you no, say no, not nice? Mistake. Oh, can <laughs> I just clear? Mistake. You didn't say hello again. I said hello again. Oh. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Right. And what was the Why? Why was it a mistake? Well, because what I'm pointing out that it's the second hello. Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. their response? Oh, I can't remember. Mm. You were mm. so embarrassed that yeah. your internal monologue exactly took over. my yeah. ter- my yeah. internal monologue was way too loud. For yeah, me to right. <laughs> the Fuck! response. Yeah. 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 So good. I think I'm off the second hello. Yeah, right. I think one good hello and a couple of eyebrow raises is probably about the limit of uh, academic interaction. But I might need to start changing my route back to my office so I don't <laughs> walk past people. <laughs> so I want to know, like, when you're walking to the toilet, yeah, and you go past. I've someone, got five, remember? So. Yeah, but you're you're still walking past people. Yeah. Are you saying hello when you're on that walk? Yes. You're right out in front of the toilets. Yeah. About to go in, someone walks past you. Are you saying hello? Yes. Still? So you if, don't mind people knowing that you're in there? No, I just don't want them to witness the big farts. <laughs> witness yeah i'm okay with people knowing i shit and piss i can't you can't avoid you that. can't avoid that i had a, a thing in primary school once where <laughs> where <laughs> no story starts good with those words. <laughs> i was you know i needed the bathroom i was yeah. walking in there <laughs> i had my hand on the door a little bit open and then a female from the same year said oh. are you going to the toilet <laughs> and i said no nah. and <laughs> I walked off <laughs> into a corner to shit yourself. So she left with the impression that you like to visit the toilets. <laughs> she left with the impression that you like to touch toilet doors. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. And I think that's affected me ever since. Yeah. 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 It so was. Anyway, yeah. If you see me not say hello to you, <laughs> you're off to the bog. <laughs> um, right, right. So a final three-word summary of the academic day. All right. If I had to choose three words to describe some of the days I spend, I would say one is boring. Ooh. Yeah. There is boring can be an element there. Exciting. Ooh, a contrast. <laughs> Some days there is excitement. There is real ah, excitement. It's a firework display of words. Excitement. And the third one? It's a toss-up between relief and rage. Choose one. I think, I think probably relief. I always feel a sense of relief when I'm walking up towards the car. And I know I'm on my way home. Now, I might end up doing some work at home when I get home and the day might continue, but there's always a bit of a sense of relief. Mm. Got through the end of the day. I'm going home. Things are going to get a little bit better. So my three words for an academic day are busy, productive, (laughs) and I'm trying to think of a word that describes trying to get away, trying to trying to pretend you're doing lots of work when you're really just kind of on Facebook for a little bit. Con artistry? (laughs) Boom, we've got it. Con artistry. Cameron Shearer, three words to describe a day. Publish, perish, or podcast. (laughs) 
So you were just listening to a published Parish Rock podcast. Tune in again in a fortnight's time. We are brought to you by future sponsor Dan Murphy's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 